Alright, this is Wednesday, March 1st, 2023, the fourth year of the plague? We're pretty much plague free at this point. Well, we're not actually plague free, but we're gonna pretend we're plague free. Yeah. And go on with our merry lives. Correct. I mean, you're still busy as hell. But we are officially bullet friendly as of now. <laughs> and, uh, this is Minefields issue 173. We are two issues away from, uh, well, actually, kind of basically one issue away. Uh, before we got to start preparing for 75. Uh, no. Got to let Colin know for that because he'll, I'm sure he'll do his best to figure that out. But uh, yeah, it's uh, 173 in a three, in a two, and a one. Guys, welcome to Minefields. Issue 173. Appreciate you keeping up with us. We got lots of great content for you guys. We got amazing things coming from New Era coming up the 11th. We got a lot of great things on the Liskey there. Uh, check out the uh, website. Check out the Facebook. Check out the Instagram. But we have uh, wrestling and comic books to bring you tonight, man. And I thought we could start it out tonight talking about the oddity of the variant quote-unquote, not second print, but still, what's going on here with these JCPenney reprints? Because this was interesting. Yeah, man, in the 90s, apparently JCPenney's basically got what could be constituted as a reprint, possibly a second print, kind of, but not really. Best way to describe it is variant? They're basically variant, yeah, variant version of... um, a lot of our favorite comic books, you know, we had some, we were kind of looking it up a little bit, freaking with some Fantastic Four on there, some Uncanny X-Men, Captain America, Captain America, Avengers, like a bunch of, some pretty classic books that were basically, that were sold through freaking, uh, sold through JC Pennies. Like in three packs, I believe mm-hmm. that's what they were. And yeah, uh, we stumbled on this. How do we? Oh, I I needed some extra cash and sold my first pair to Black Cat over to good old George over there at Muse, and uh, he's like, "Hey, this is actually second printing." And I was embarrassed, embarrassed as all f man, like freaking like. I knew he knew I didn't bring in a second printing, trying to pull one over on him, but it still yeah. kind of embarrassed me, and which wasn't my fault or anyone else's fault. But then he's like, "Oh, you can tell by the diamond." And then also the uh, the the black um, just one diagonal line through the proof of purchase. These yeah, these mm-hmm. are sold in packs of three, and uh, he still gave me some cash for it. But then when he like he couldn't even find an overstreet. Oh wow! And uh, his overstreet, I don't know if like comic book dealers get a better one, but he had a freaking phone booth, a phone phone book, mm-hmm. and uh, as opposed to the standard little like, you know the smaller digest, well not really digest, but like you know. More like a, well, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, just the, I don't know, like three inches thick. Sometimes you get the, the nice uh, hardbound, but it wasn't a phone book. But he called me and he was like, yeah, it's actually still considered a first print and uh, gave me my money's worth like I knew he would. He even said it, man. He was like, yeah, if this is actually worth more, I'll make sure we compensate you. And he, I'm all hail the muse, man. Yeah, true. It was word. Shoot. Yeah, I felt like I scared you, man, because I texted you like, "Hey, you got to check this. Your your black cat, man. Luckily, yours is the, I guess, the, yeah, first, the first print. Run. First print. 
The first print, first print. Yeah, it's, it's a good way to put it. Like, I like the way you put it better. Better way to describe it as a variant. Um, yeah. It makes sense that there'd be like a, a cross or a, a, something through the proof of purchase, you know, making sure that it doesn't get sold as like individual. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought that was pretty interesting that, that JCPenney would do that. Yeah, that was it's, it's interesting times. I don't. Funny enough, like you mentioned, uh, first print of Black Cat. I didn't have that. The one I had was actually uh, an actual first print, but turned out my next issue, issue one ninety five, which I'd gotten for like ten bucks, was a uh, that one was actually part of the, the diamond. Yeah, part of the set. They did the diamond around the uh, the issue number as well as the uh, slice through the proof of purchase. But apparently, on the other the other way to tell is that if you look at the back cover of the book, it's uh, it was current '90s ads like for like Stridex, acne pads, and Gittles and stuff like that, as opposed to what it would have been, you know, when those issues originally came out. Yeah, that's that's definitely interesting, man. Like when you're telling me it's all Stridex pads, it just reminds me of feeling targeted when watching. Like I remember like watching Adult Swim back in like you know like 2007, and it's like mm-hmm. amazing cartoons. And here is a um, erectile dysfunction pill, and here is also like 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 the the targeted like y'all like toys and your your stuff don't work. Like go ahead and look no. it up. Or like when you're watching like daytime TV, like uh, you know back in the day when you're you're sick and you you spend the the day watching you know, freaking People's Court and Price is Right and there's times where like you know now I'm an adult and I've missed work and I had to stay home for work like a snow day or something like that and like uh, watching some judge whatever and the commercials are Frank Azar or have you been caught writing dirty? Do you need a job? Uh, do you need adult diapers? Like like. Oh come on, man! <laughs> like, I can do better than that. We can do better than that. I'm home for the day, man. Is this what you're telling regular people that don't have a job at the moment? Because that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, at least back in the day, with the old Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor was on the Sinclair Network, and Jay Lethal would come on, and he'd be like, "Do you need help with? Do you need a knee brace? Do you need a back brace? Like the back brace, I don't need, but that knee brace sure does look comfy." It, 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 Jay, it, Jay Lethal to sell me a knee brace. It's essential, and he he did a good job because you did need it, but it didn't. It wasn't emasculating or in any way like making you feel like a complete loser. But like, yeah, these these comics with like, yo, Pizza Face, you just bought a comic, you know, you need some help on the face. Yeah. Ah, oh, sad. And then again, nineties me probably could have used the help. Oh, nineties me totally needed help. Uh, I had to do the, I had to do the retina thing. Mom got me on the retina thing because I came home uh, from first semester of college and freaking like I was just it was it, it was uncontrollable and then it scorched my face for three months. And oh jeez! And then it was gone. But you know, she did what she had to do. I mean, like, what did your mom do? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, what was it? it? Was a uh, dial soap was really big in my house. Us too. Um, freaking and. Uh, there was a certain face cream I needed every night, but I can't remember which one it was off the top of my head. But it came in a big old tube. And for you, but it wasn't it wasn't Retin A, it wasn't anything like that. Because we actually we actually still sell quite a bit of that at work. Freaking uh, so that, that still gets used. 
But uh, it was some, yeah, some some over the counter product that was a particular face wash that tended to to help out quite a bit. What would be the minefields approved pimply <laughs> pizza face? <laughs> like, it's all hormones, man. Like I don't know how Retin A did it; it just burned my face. Like it literally, it felt like I had a sunburn for like three months. Jeez, that's a that's a bit much. That's a bit harsh. Not gonna lie. I'm, I'm not complaining. It worked. No. But uh, back to the comics, man. Uh, when it comes to those gimmicks back in the '90s, I remember I mentioned this before. Uh, I think it was off camera actually when um, some people came to visit that I wasn't too particularly fond of from back in the day that were mm-hmm. quote unquote family friends and uh, they they were always trying to one up me and um, no one could find the Fatal Attractions books man and uh, yeah we went to freaking Toys R Us in Birmingham um, went on a shopping trip and uh, not. Uh, regular occurrence back in the day enlisted military but you know when we could we could mm-hmm. and um, yeah. mom said you know you can pick two things out Toys R Us because there wasn't one in Montgomery and uh, I found two sets that had the entirety of the holograms and um, they were like yeah you wanted them like yeah this is like they knew how much I wanted there was no question about it but uh, yeah. when George was like, yo, this is a department store thing, I started shaking my boots, man, because those are my, like, like, are those first prints or not? Like, I mean, you said it was easy. to It's going to be easy to find, you know, real first prints if those are not actually first prints. But those aren't the yeah, ones I mean, that most, most shops at least have something. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know, man. Freaking, like, a lot of my, because, you know, we've been toying around for a long time about doing, like, our top 50 books and whatnot in our personal collections. Yeah. And, like, Quite a few of mine are, you know, like I definitely got some like, oh, hey, first appearance of insert name here, and yeah, oh, this 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 get part from this story, whatever. But a lot of my books are freaking rando issues that I just really personally enjoyed that were just kind of like they're not worth nothing for anybody, and freaking um, you know, but I like them. It's the Richie Valens effect. We need to put it. We need to put the stamp on that. It's, nice. Okay. It's, it's the Richie Valens effect. Yep. It's mine. That's what matters. Yeah. Exactly. It's mine. That's what matters. Um, uh, before we move on, if you got anything else, the, the one of those other extra gimmicks, uh, I remember in the Sears catalog uh, that I, back in the day, you know, remember getting that and, you know, circling mm-hmm. stuff, forking over to your folks and praying. <laughs> Uh, one of them was a, it was a short, short box. And I think I showed it to you when we went, when we went and raided my, uh, storage unit, it was a yellow okay. box. It had Spidey. It was maybe about this wide, uh, same side, the other side, uh, it had yellow, but it was Spidey doing the flip. And, mm-hmm. but the gimmick was it came with that, uh, yellow Wolverine card, uh, file, uh, the, the, the binder. It came with that. Oh, okay, yeah. It, it came with that, and it had um, special official Marvel like protector sleeves that immediately broke. They were brittle plastic, but it still had a like mm-hmm. protector special ones. But it also came with five prints of um, glorious artwork, like uh, Sil- Silver Surfer. I mean, just beautiful prints uh, that fit into sleeves, and um, uh, I still have that man. Like it's it's like it's so special to me and it was you know that was my comic book box for like 
10, 15 years, man. Like I didn't have that many yeah. books, but um, mm-hmm. I, I've, every now and then I'll look it up, but I'll see one that's like decent, but nah, mine's, uh, mine's, mine's the one, man. I gotta, I still got the yeah. prints. I still got the prints, but uh, my uh, Wolverine uh, binder is duct taped to heck, but freaking it's mine. Richie Valens effect. Yeah. As it should be. No, I did. Like, uh, speaking of this, yeah, you know, we're talking a little bit offline before we got into the show. Yes, sir. And I went to, uh, went to the flea market today on S's and G's, ended up, and they had, uh, they were doing the 50 cent bins today. And freaking, I picked up quite a bit of, uh, the, uh, second team of X Factor. I've got like 43 issues left for the freaking, uh, to complete the set goes to issue 149 and by the end of the trip i ended up i was down to 13 issues of that gnarly was it, what, so, what, yeah. what was the gimmick sale uh, i was uh the dollar bin was 50 it was a 50 cent bin nice so i got quite a got ended up getting like 30 issues of that for like 15 bucks and then got a you know got a bunch of the astonishing x-men nice so able to get those run substantially closer than I had previously. I think I needed like 43 issues of X Factor and 26 issues of Astonishing X-Men. And by the end of it, I needed 13 issues of X Factor and eight issues of, of Astonishing. Nothing, nothing like that close to complete feeling, man. I love that. Especially when, oh, you're, yeah. like, especially when you're on the hunt and you get that juicy vein, man. Like that miner that just hits that vein like, oh, there's the gold. And it's mine. Exactly. Hmm. You know, freaking working on uh, getting a few runs done this year. I just finished up uh, the 700 issues of Detective Comics. And the second volume of uh, of New Mutants. Oh, that's sweet, man. So that's that's two of my runs down right now. I think I've got a total of maybe eight runs this year. I'm trying to at least work on. I've been working on Spawn. So I got one, two. Spidey. You've been you've been nailing, yeah. man. Five actually. Five actually. Currently, I'm working on. Just kind of seeing where I can get some of her. Some are particularly farther, closer than others. Like I'm about, I'm about right at sixty percent of my Iron Man run. So, but I'm working on meeting with a friend of mine for the for some very very early issues. But he's just out of town at the moment. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, uh, that's a homie that we bump into randomly, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, my oh. good my good buddy Joe. Yeah, he's a nice gentleman, man. Like uh, last time, uh, you were, I was just running around with my head cut off, just looking where I could, and you were focused on that one, man. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, we both prevailed yeah. that day. Like uh, I, I've got a uh, thing of salsa in the uh, freezer because I walked out of there with like twenty bucks worth of uh, freaking uh, vegetables, veggies. Yeah, veggies and. I gave like a quarter of it to you guys, and I, mm-hmm. I, th- I made like six batches of salsa with that man. Oh, nice! That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I got some in the fr- in the freezer for you and the the missus who you know, glad doing okay. And it's uh, mm-hmm. good. today was a good day. 
That was, that was, that was a good day. Best news for the day, but uh, that's neither here nor there when it comes to comics, but it's still better than freaking everything, man. Like, uh, yeah, well, exactly. So, yeah, no, man, freaking, uh, you know, got a good day, man. Get some good comic books. Freaking got to get on top of the issues I got today. I got a fun little uh, entry into what's in the box. Oh, yeah. If, if, please, uh, go go right ahead. I was, I was, we don't have to go. I want to say let's go right now. I mean, we had some you know, wrestling stuff we wanted to talk about real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, freaking, uh, yeah, you take point on this one, man. Because I missed, I missed Dynamite tonight, but it sounds like I didn't miss anything at all. Yeah, man, it's just, uh, it wasn't too much, too much going on tonight. It was, it was all right for what it was, but like nothing, nothing really to write home about. You know, they were, they were in San Francisco at the Cow Palace and a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of involvement from a lot of the local talent from California as far as the actual roster. But like at the end of the night, it just kind of, it was, it was a, They've got this pay-per-view coming up on Sunday, which means we are going to have to do predictions. Oh, yeah, Friday night. But, um, totally penciled in. Yeah. Sharpie exactly. <laughs> As it should be. I wonder how bad but, I'm going to lose that, With that, you should be, you know, a big, a big part of that is freaking you get the you have to kill your lead-in show. You know, you got to go in there guns blazing. You got to make people want to, you know, fork out 50 bucks to watch your pay-per-view. And freaking... Oh, it's my turn for that one. I got this one. Okay. Yeah, but, yeah freaking... Um, but in all honesty, man, they just didn't... They, they didn't deliver. Like, not... There was no real huge storyline advancements. And freaking... You know, WWE has been notorious for that over the years. Like, it's just like, if they you watch pay-per-view, you watch pay-per-view. If you don't, you don't. You know, we're going to give you a show, whatever. Right. And, like... You know, there was there was just nothing. There was no extra spice to make me want to be like, "Oh, I'm definitely gonna watch this show." I get excited. I'm definitely for it. gonna pay fifty dollars to be like, "Hey, yeah, like it's, it's." There's a couple of matches I'm interested in. Yeah. Like I'm really, I, I think the. Uh, I'm really into the idea of Hangman Page versus John Moxley. In a Texas death match. Yeah, that sounds amazing. That does that yeah. that does sound awesome. You know, that sound like that's a match where you're like, I'm honestly not sure who's gonna win that one. You know, and if you can get two guys in the ring and that's that's the thought process you go in with, awesome. That's what you want. You know, I don't wanna see that we've talked about it previously, you know, if you're on this show tonight, it was Chris Jericho versus uh, Peter Avalon cool but there's absolutely no way that peter avalon is going to be chris jericho yeah like you saw the look on my face when you <laughs> when i was reading yeah. the card out i was like wow <laughs> yeah why especially, like, especially after what was that other guy that disappeared into the ether uh oh action and ready yeah yeah, he, he he pulled out the win of the century. He surprised Chris Jericho and beat him. But he's done absolutely nothing since except be Ricky Stark's freaking sidekick. And like they just like you just gotta you, you don't just do that. If you're gonna do something like that, you gotta freaking 
put some meat on that bone. You've got to give us a reason. Like, okay, he beat Jericho. Now what? And like six months from now, why should I care about this guy? Why did it matter? He can't. Yeah, he came out of nowhere. Exactly. Why did it matter? You know, Ricky, Ricky, they, like the Ricky Starks, Chris Jericho feud is basically gone in reverse. You know, he beat Chris Jericho and then they started having a feud. Why? He should have freaking, they should have made him earn that victory over Jericho. It should be a big deal. Yeah, they should have it followed that up. It should be a career-defining moment for this kid. Like, they've done stuff and they're having a match at the pay-per-view. But if he just if he beats Chris Jericho again, he just beat Chris Jericho again. He didn't. There was no struggle. Tell and the that's story. the whole thing. That's a huge thing for the babyface. So the babyface needs to struggle. He needs to overcome. There needs. That's that's how you get people behind characters. That's what made freaking Daniel Bryan in WWE was the struggle. You legitimately felt like you. You not only felt that like. Him as a character, but him was backstage struggling. But, but backstage, backstage too. He was struggling. Yep, he was he was fighting against the system. He was our guy because he was not a WWE guy. He was not built like a WWE superstar. He was our guy getting over in WWE. Important. Yeah, that was a huge thing, and it was it and you know. WWE, you know, they they always they used to say back in the day, we don't make freaking, we don't do wrestling, we make moments. And they did. In that instance, they made a moment when Daniel Bryan at the end of WrestleMania is holding out both those championship belts. That is a moment. Oh, that's one of the best moments of all time, man. Like, uh, if, you know, forgive me if I, I, don't, I don't, mess the name up. I, I think it's under, I think it's right under Foley winning the belt. And, and forgive me if I get the name wrong, but Connor, he went and gave Connor the belts, right? Yeah, Connor the Crusher, yeah. Yeah, that was the name of the young gentleman that was there uh, doing his best. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. That was freaking awesome. Yeah. Uh, even, like, building up to that, remember the behind-the-scenes stuff when they gave him, like, the little mini-match and he, like, mm-hmm. he took out Triple H? Like, I mean, of all the things you hear about people in wrestling, I mean, him, that was just, that was fen- phenomenal. Like, that just, yeah. that's that's why you do it. Like, uh, I have a, uh, I had a customer uh, the other day that was talking about how she was a, um, a special needs teacher. The, the comedian, mm-hmm. actually, the, spe- the comedian, actually. And mm-hmm. I mentioned a lot of our more rabid better than the rest of the fans that we have that we we take care of and uh there's a particular gentleman that i'm close with uh backstage that was already in his you know freaking regulars man Mm -hmm. and i got a tap on the shoulder and one dude was like he was wearing a shirt the old shirt that he don't sell no more uh it's such and such backstage and I, i can say his name grim um but um Grim was like, you know, already ready to go. I'm like, mm-mm. <laughs> uh-uh. Yeah. You got to change now. Why? Okay, no questions asked. Went back out. Full Full fan experience, man. Like, it's what it's about, man. Whether or not, like, the particular situation, um, there could have been another kid, you know, want to see him. 
I'll go get him. Yeah. I got you, man. Okay. That's, yeah. so, sorry to go off on that little tangent, but uh, back on your, on your uh, course of action here. I mean, because like, we started this conversation because I was wondering if this was a tweener issue or episode. Like when we talk about comic books, it's, you know, develop something better for another issue. Um, but you said this was a... Um, this, this one you could you could skip, and with the exception of who wins the casino battle royal to be the fourth team in the tag title match, it's com- it, nothing was added to the stories. That's and there was no there's yeah there was nothing that made any of the stories more interesting. There was nothing that made me want to plop down fifty dollars to buy this pay per view. Right, and that's a big problem. Big problem. Like this, this is like other than freaking Rampage or you know your other show. There was that's your last opportunity to make people convince people that they should spend their money on your product. Especially with well, I mean, like I, I don't even, I wouldn't even count Rampage because the rag sheets already told us what happened on Rampage already, and dynamite's the live one so that's the one that matters and you know whether or not you miss rampage or not like you can just you can go to whatever rag she want right now and you can find it and not yeah. be surprised not get excited be like oh whatever you know yeah yeah and that's that's the thing man there's like the, the crowd was really the crowd was hot they were into a lot of stuff but like it was just like there was no there was just no reason to be like oh hey i definitely like that right there makes me want to watch this pay per view. I want to watch the pay per view to lose a bet again, man. Like, I mean, it's always fun. <laughs> it's always yeah. fun. It's always fun. Our bets are always amazing. They're always fair, by the way. Just because I always lose, I just don't know as much about wrestling as you. But that's neither here nor there. I've I've come pretty close. Uh, I would yeah, say, come close. I would say my biggest W is not having to open my Orange Cassidy that I got on my wall right here because I would. I don't think I'd forgive you for that, <laughs> even though I lost some. <laughs> hey, that would have been on you. I, I didn't make that bet. I think that I was you being like, "This is what I'm gonna do." I, okay. I think it would have been one of those moments where my human brain malfunctioned, and like it was Tony's fault. He tricked me. <laughs> I would have malfunctioned. Like it was all Tony's fault. It was Tony the whole time. And it wouldn't be the first time I've heard that. So I'm all good. That's good. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just. Like I said, man, it's just like those. There's got to be that continuing story. There's got to be something that hooks hooks somebody, and you know, it, they just didn't deliver tonight. You know, I just, I you know, hope the best, man. I hope things, you know, come together for them. I hope the show gets. I hope the show. I want the show to be enjoyable. We're paying it's, for it. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, even then, like even like the dynamites, man. Like there's, there's you know. There should it's a very you know wrestling's three ring circus. There should be something for everybody, right? But like, you know, you want you want it to be freaking can't miss television. You you want to you know run home after work, freaking grab yourself a beverage and some popcorn and sit down and watch it and be like, this is awesome. This is why I'm a wrestling fan. And that should be you know. And I get it's difficult every week. Like not. Not every show is going to be a banger for every fan. It happens. But they, I mean, they just—they're—they're they're just—they're missing a lot of stuff that should be 
that should be can't miss. Would you say that they might, on occasion, not always, forget it's the core indie fans that gave birth to AEW? It was us. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say they forget about it. I, I I would actually say the opposite. I think they rely too much on it. I think they rely Ooh. too much on. I think they rely too much on giving the fans exactly what they want all the time. Well, well, that's not what I'm saying about giving the fans because we've had this discussion about how like nine times out of ten, you the fans what they want, what they say on the rag sheets is freaking it writes itself. Just give it to us. It's awesome, and then when they get it, it's, uh, you know, like, there's booze, and they're like, what the heck just happened? But what, what I'm saying is is that, or maybe you're saying that they're relying on the super fans that watch New Japan, that watch Impact, that watch uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla, that subscribe to Impact. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, you're saying that they rely on that too much, and it's causing problem with the people that just want to be entertained and not really like be all crazy into it, have every t-shirt, watch every show, um, you know, bullet club t-shirt mentality. That's what you're saying. Yes and no. Yes and no. Like they definitely like the thing about indies is that they're the majority of indies are like spot shows. It's, you know, Hey, they're going to, we're coming here to this town, this state, bam. You're getting everything you want in one up. Ep- it's basically a thirty-minute Friends episode. Right. You're what you watch the episode. You go to the next town. Everything reverts back. Like nothing. There's no advancement. Right. Right. Like because it's freaking. It's a thirty-minute you know sitcom basically. Nothing's gonna happen at a house show. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, like AEW's big thing right now is that they're not. With few exceptions, like, there are definitely exceptions to this, but they're not telling. There's no episodic TV. There's no growth. Like Chris Jericho's feuded with Orange Cassidy, he gets done feuding with Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy's not a uh, not better for it. He's feuding with Ricky Starks right now. He's done feuding with Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks isn't really further up the card than he was. He's just a guy, right? Like there's there's no working up the card. Like that was one of the things in you know back in the day with WWE when it was WWF was like you could feel someone gaining momentum. Like with the notable exception of probably Hangman Page and the Acclaimed, there hasn't been a huge amount of growth. Like we're not seeing people progress up the card. I would add the new day in there, uh, just to throw some WWE spice in there on that one because. Well, I'm mean, I'm mean, I'm just saying straight like purely AEW right now. Oh, okay, my bad. All right, my bad. But yeah, like you no, know, those like there there's been slow progression with Jungle Boy, and I that's there, there's definitely some growth there, but I think that's a lot of Christian Cage like personally being like this is what I want to do, like focusing on one person. The same way Sting Sting kind of has been working with Darby for years, but even then, like what growth has Darby Allen had since his affiliation with Sting started? On the he's in exactly the same position. I agree. The only thing I would argue with you is he has more action figures. I mean, that's good. 
but, but he should be a bigger star. Like, I, I agree. Cody Rhodes did more for him in one match than Sting's done for him in two years. I was just begging the question on that one, like just like if the it, in terms of growth, like he's got more action figures and he's got one, two. I think there's a third regular one, and there's the one in the coffin box, and then, um, mm-hmm. but that doesn't say nothing other than that he's got more action figures. That doesn't tell me anything. Yeah. Like, he's freaking, he beat Samoa Joe clean in his hometown for the title, for the TNT title, and then lost it back to Joe in the rematch, and we haven't seen him since. Why? Why Why that epicness and then just... Why, volume, do, volume, why even do it? You did it, for the home, you, you did it for the hometown pop. Okay, cool. But I, why am I not like why why is Dar why is Darby wrestling Samoa Joe and getting absolutely nothing out of it? Yeah, I can't get over that's, that. That should be that should be a career defining moment for him. And so, they've done nothing to move him up the card sets. Something that should be in like the first AW book, friggin', you know, best matches ever, but then it just disappears and it loses all value. Yeah. It disappears into the ether. Like that that's a that's a problem. All right, like Eddie Kingston Eddie Kingston alone. Eddie Kingston freaking basically forced the wrestling world to be like, hey, this is who I am, this is what I can do. He's beloved. Why isn't he doing more? You know, uh I think one of the uh first parts of uh the epic bet is to lay out who we think we should be the dynamite main roster. I think that'd be a good segue into what we're into the matches. I'm looking at the card right now. Um, but you're forcing us to add more content. Not you, Mr. Tony Morales, yeah. uh, AEW to add extra content to our shows to talk about a lukewarm card. And that sucks. Mm-hmm. We should be yeah. you. You and I should be like freaking, like about to like. We should be excited to see this. We this should, should be a, this should be a big deal. We should be excited to see it. You and I should be arguing, <coughs> talking over each other, not getting along, like 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 like. like I remember freaking uh, getting all hyped about a SmackDown back in the day in college, like when we watched it in the dorms, man. I remember one time. Mm-hmm. My friend Daniel got so mad at me because I was hating on Matt Hardy and and Jeff, and he thought it'd be a good idea to grab him on the neck and throw him on the ground, and then he tried to do the like this, and uh, jumped off his bed, and I just put my knee up, and he landed like that. <laughs> that was he, a bad idea. It was a bad idea, but... Yeah. Was it amazing? Was it worth it? Were we hyped about the show? Absolutely. I'll never forget that yeah. freaking SmackDown. And that was a freaking SmackDown, not a not a pay-per-view. Oh uh, yeah, almost almost slipped it up. But yeah, no, um, but that's the thing. Like that was the big thing about the like for all the all the things at the attitude era. Like, oh, you know, it was it was too raunchy, it was too violent, they went too far, blah blah blah. The thing, one of the things about it was the majority of the guys, everybody had a storyline. Everybody had a reason for being there. Oh, yeah. 
And we knew every single one. Yeah. And we cared. We cared. You know, freaking, you know, characters were characters and they were, they were something you could enjoy, you know, and freaking, we don't get that anymore. We don't get that. You know, you don't feel like these middle, middle of the show matches matter. Ooh. I just had an idea. For like, I, like I said, I think the biggest one, the one that matters the most right now is Hangman versus Moxley because Moxley is so well uh, booked that beating him matters. Oh, that matters. You know, that, that was the same thing with Cody Rhodes when Cody Rhodes was there. If you beat Cody Rhodes, it was a big deal. They've tried to do that with other people, and it hasn't worked as well. Now, we've had a couple, just real quick, just on a quick segue, um, I'm listening, but you gave me an idea for a good minefield shirt, because uh, we came up, we've got a, a couple, that I'm going to text it to okay. you right quick, because I don't want anyone stealing our thunder. You want it on Facebook or a regular? I just, uh, text, just text my phone. All right. But yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. Like that's what they're trying to do with Jericho. Beating Jericho should matter, and it should. He is basically a living legend in this, and he is he is the man in this Fed. Why two J Chris Jericho but, a hero? But like I said, they do it too often, and it doesn't matter. And he's he's losing to guys that he shouldn't lose to. Action Andretti, Ricky Starks, like Ricky Starks should be freaking earning a win over Chris Jericho, not just pinning him in his first match together. Like those are two sh- completely different things. Uh, bro, man, you're like you're preaching to the choir. I mean, like you're talking about Jericho. Like I've got a, I've got a life size cardboard cutout of Y2J Chris Jericho, my hero. Mm-hmm. Nailed to my wall, constantly looking at me. While I'm working, if I ever feel like slacking, I look down and I see Jericho judging. But uh, that's nice. that's the, that's the shirt idea I got. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and it's just like those those things should matter. Oh, yeah. You know, like the whole thing with the like, you know, um, the women's division is probably the most interesting it's been in a minute because they're doing the whole thing with Soraya and Tony Storm basically being like we're these you know these two former WWE superstars and we're better than you so now there's a reason to fight that is the last time I was invested in a woman's match on AEW was probably when freaking uh, it was Nyla Rose when she had stolen the TBS belt from Jade Cargill that was gnarly and she was just running around just freaking just being crazy Nyla Jack and Nyla Rose with Oop, freaking uh, oops <laughs> it happens it happens it happens you know but just kind of be you know and let her full personality out there while she's just being crazy stole this girl's belt and they didn't even then what did they know in Nyla Rose sense I, I don't know made a towel she, she, she made it to the pay-per-view she put over freaking um freaking Jade Cargill, back to dark with you. Yep. Come back in six months when we have another idea for you. And don't even get me started on the fact that we haven't seen Miro in almost a year. Uh, that's criminal. Huh. 
it's like you guys you guys want to freaking be the fan-friendly fed and that's awesome and respectable but you guys got to freaking you guys got to do better like there's there's no more there's no more there's no other way to put it do better have better stories and make us care about your talent and your pay-per-views make us care like yeah let a freaking you know give us a reason to buy your shirts exactly other than just hey this it's a cool shirt with freaking a guy a wrestler I happen to like like make make me freaking oh they're they're putting on a new shirt I need to get that shirt now I need to have it before anybody else you know I like that Nyla Rose Vicky Guerrero towel I love that towel I'm 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 actually gonna buy another one next time I make an order just to make sure I have one that I can use and one to keep safe. You can cherish it. Put it in like one of those shadow boxes. I would probably do that because it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome, and it's it's. It, I, I guarantee you, it's gonna be one of those gimmicks where all my friends make fun of me for getting that uh, Attitude Era cup back in two thousand one, and like came in like I talked about it before, and everyone called me the F word, and we were watching freaking SmackDown, and by the end of SmackDown, I was done with my giant cherry coke. And hanging up my 7-Eleven WWE poster, and everyone was like, yo, where'd you get that cup? <laughs> where'd you get that cup? Like, 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 it was a cup. It wasn't, it wasn't an action figure. It wasn't a ticket. It wasn't a specialty item. It was a freaking Slurpee cup. And we went, like, I got it, like, right before SmackDown started. I remember rushing home and had to get gas. And uh, all the homies had to have it. Couldn't blame them. Yeah. It, it was gnarly. It was just a cup. But the stories mattered. We cared about every single person on that cup. Trish, uh, Undertaker, American uh, BA there, freaking um, Stone Cold Rock. I mean, like, Kurt Angle. Like, even I, like, I never liked Kurt Angle. But one of the greatest moments of my freaking life was standing up and telling him in person at WrestleMania that he sucked. It was an honor. It was an honor to do that. I cared about the story. Don't do that to yeah. us. Don't 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 cheapen it. Don't don't like uh, like I feel like you're you're getting more into like meat and potatoes here. Like, well, obviously you're, you're a writer. Uh, you've been a writing partner for like almost two and a half years. But freaking like we care about the stories, and I think one of the genesis of us caring about stories is because of us caring about everything, man. Uh, yeah. And there's maybe a, a fourth of the stories I care about in, in Dynamite right now, which really breaks my heart because I was so invested. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's good. They have good stuff, but they got to, like I said, you got to follow. You got to give us a reason to care. That's really what it comes down to. Like the fact that they dropped the ball so hard on Daniel Garcia. Is a crime. Andrade that kid too. should be freaking. Well, that kid, but Dan Garcia should be a freaking star, and nobody cares about him. He dropped right back to where he was, and it's it's a vacuum. You get up there, and then bam, you know, freaking, then you know, don't you know? There's just a lot of a lot of times with those in AEW, the balls just dropped, and it's not picked up. You know what Fed doesn't drop the ball and always has a great continuous story is this uh, great place uh, coming up on March 11th, New Era Wrestling. Mm-hmm. 
I wouldn't say 100% average, but definitely definitely a good freaking 92% average. Yeah, it depends, man. It's one of those things where things always go wrong show day, and we always make it work. Spaces in between, we figure it out. Well, Got to figure it out. Have to make it work it out. Exactly. You ain't got a choice otherwise. Oh, but yeah, yeah, man, it's just freaking... Yeah, I just you know, like I said, man. I get I kind of rag on I rag on AEW a lot. You know, I do watch it, but, but freaking I, I want it to be better. I just want I want it to be enjoyable. You're you're missing a crucial aspect about that. You rag on it because you want it to be what you want it to be is is the best possible thing that that there is. Like 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 yeah. you're not ragging because like you're being one of those you know internet wrestling community gentlemen or gentlewomen. Um, you expect more. Yeah. And I, I I don't hear ragging like, you know, just BS, you know, freaking, I'm mad. No, you've got some genuine points here. Like, give us a freaking story. Yeah. And don't just throw things together last minute and be like, oh, it'll be fine. Yeah. Like that, that tends to have, I, I, it comes off like that happens a lot. It does, but you I know. mean, like it, but uh, I was having a conversation uh, with uh, that comedian friend of mine uh, that I had as, mm-hmm. as a uh, guest at my uh, place of employ was uh, we were talking about comedians that curse a lot. She's like, I rarely curse. And I'm like, good. She's like, why would you say that? And I'm like, because me and my buddy, uh, We've been writing partners for a long time, but um, we analyze writing like crazy, and you know, our criticisms are not anything to be hateful about. But uh, we've talked about this many times off camera about mm-hmm. how uh, the more extreme you get, the more uh, vulgar you get, doesn't tell us that you're a good writer. It tells us you're a bad writer. It tells us you're... It's just it's an easy way to get a reaction. Easy way to get a reaction. Easy way to... It's a cop-out, like, do better. It's not... I mean, yeah. like, I mean, you don't have to be Jerry Seinfeld and be, like, you know, Mr. Freaking, you know, Mr. Clean. Um, mm-hmm. But if, if you got to say you drop a couple bombs every now and then, that's fine. But if you're relying on that, I mean, like, uh, for, for example, uh, Rogan was talking about uh, Kinnison. Kinnison died pretty early in his comedian uh, comedian career, comedic career. Um, But if he had stayed alive long enough, his problem was that he was doing the same act over and over. And every time he tried new things, everyone was kind of like, eh. Like, you're just doing, you're just, oh, oh, oh. Like, like, that's all you got? Like, we've seen this before. Yeah. He died before he could burn out. He died before he could that. burn out. Like he, he, the the stuff he was trying afterwards just wasn't working, and luckily most people never saw it because they weren't always going to those comedy clubs. But everyone just wanted to go see the oh 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 he's bah you know the, you know he screams in Kinnison and uh, freaking you can't keep that up. You, yeah. you you simply can't you can't you can't rely on those crutches and attitude era did have to come to end and now people are more savvy 
most of like like we were talking earlier that most of the uh, AEW crowd are the people that pay attention. The uh, I'm I'm not trying to use this word to offend you. I know you don't use it, um, but I'm gonna use it just because uh, it makes more sense to people that are listening. Of the smart marks. And um, we demand better. So hopefully, hopefully, I have hope. That's one thing I do have. I still have hope because it's still AEW. Is that we're going to have a, a killer pay-per-view this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that it's going to be good. Freaking like that. Got some, there's, you know, a couple of matches I'm really interested in. There's just a couple that are confusing ideas, I guess, to why... They went one way as opposed to others, but you know that it, you know that's definitely bound to happen from time to time. Maybe there, maybe we can hope for the best and say that they gave us a lukewarm show tonight to really, like you know, knock our socks off on Saturday. <laughs> I think it's Sunday, but I could be wrong about that. Oh, please I think this one's a Sunday show. Please go, don't let it be Sunday, man. I hate Mondays after at work after a freaking pay-per-view, man. <laughs> oh, God, those are brutal. Those are almost as bad as, like, freaking Mondays after a show weekend, you know, after we're, you know, 24 hours, we're doing whatever the heck we want, like, running shows mm-hmm. and being with family, and then all of a sudden, like, in uniform. Yeah. Ah, that's all I got for that, man. Yeah, I don't know. There's a couple of matches I'm looking forward to. I think the Texas Death Match with Hangman and Mox will be really good. I'm that. curious to see what's going to actually happen with the um, Danielson MJF Iron Man match. I think it'll be. I think that one, as you know, as far as we're talking about career making matches, that could be something that really elevates MJF. Because as far as you know, as far as you know. Freaking superstars go, indie guys go, whatever you want to refer, you know, to him as. Freaking Brian Danielson is way more than, you know, freaking a, a mega star as far as this crowd goes. So, I mean, he's he's a made man, freaking. But MJF could definitely could use that that little nudge to get all the way over the top. That's a really, really he's great definitely point. Uh, he's got the ability to do it, and he's got the freaking dance partner to do it with. It's just gonna, it's just gonna see come game time what's gonna happen. You know, it's a, it's a sink or swim match, definitely, and it couldn't, it could definitely set him up for down the road to be the guy going forward. It's gonna be, good. it's gonna be a good time, man. Yeah, let's take, uh, let's, let's take a quick break, freaking. I got to pee. Come back. Come back and do what's in the box. What's in the box? Sweet. Got a little bit of edgy, edumacation. I'm sure you're going to blow my socks off with something awesome. But, uh, yeah, we'll be right back. Uh, All right, we're back. Freaking, as is the minefields tradition, starting out the second half of the show, what is in the box? So for my, uh, my entry this time, have a uh, very interesting issue very cool issue a second part of a two-part story um as most people will know know me i'm a pretty big green arrow fan yes sir so i've been uh been that way for a while now freaking uh 
but there was, you know, certain stories that really, you know, resonate if you're a Green Arrow fan. Ah, uh, you got the drug issue. <laughs> sorry. I popped. Killing me, Smalls. I popped. Killing me, sorry. Smalls. I popped. I'm sorry. sorry. Can't pre-pop. It's always a bad thing. I pre-popped. I apologize. I won't let that again. I'll be quiet. But yeah, I know. I got a Green Lantern and Green Arrow 86, which is actually the second part of the drug issue. They're not quite the one where they actually all finds out about mm-hmm. uh, Speedy doing heroin, but the issue that follows it. So now I gotta now I gotta you know find issue 85 and complete the set. That's awesome. So that's definitely going on the uh, the good old list. It's a good old list. It's a grand old list. Yeah, I marked off quite a bit of stuff on it today, but nothing of that uh that caliber as of yet. Back to the uh, secret archives of uh, minefields. But there was one day we held that issue. This is true. Can't talk about it on... It was a glorious day. It was a glorious, like... Dude, I, I still, like... I, I Thinking about it, like, the days we were in afterwards, man. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good day, I guess. It felt like... I see some books we never would have thought we'd see live, so... It felt like Disneyland, man. <laughs> like, like uh, we should... Re- uh, if only we could have... If only we could have recorded that day. We couldn't, mm. but if we were being respectful. If only we could have recorded that freaking day, man. Yeah. I would owe you like $8,000 after that if we were going to Boiler Friendly. <laughs> but. <laughs> very true. But, uh. Day for the ages. Minefields Archives. I, but the best part was when they were like, how will we know if we find anything good? If Josh squeals like a little, if a little girl. Then you, we have found something good, and then you did, and that was just like, just like that. Yep. Yeah, that was the fudge. Man, they fed us fudge. There was some good fudge, some really good fudge. We'll give her, give them that. Give them that, but uh, uh, I'm I'm doing the uh, educational route today. Um, things I forgot that are in the uh, minefields archives that I bought specifically from our uh, for minefields that I can't forgive myself that I actually have. Uh, easy to find, easy to buy, easy to rent. Uh, Marvel Encyclopedia. New edition. Introduction by Stan Lee. Uh, by uh, This is one of those books. Uh, you recognize that logo, that DK? Donkey Kong, yeah. Yeah, that too. I, I watch <laughs> Pixels. I know who Donkey Kong is. Marvel Encyclopedia. DC Comics Encyclopedia. There are times when we need to look something up quick. I forgot I had them. Uh, glorious museum quality uh, paper. Um, the only... Man, I can only think that there's maybe... On average, since I got these books, there's probably maybe 50 people that are not in... Or characters that are not in these. But we know those anyway. We know those anyway. Anytime we're looking something up, because there's things that are coming up in the, uh, what the, it's not the rebirth, it's DC, um, what, what are they titling it? 
Are we talking about Future State or Don, or Donna DC? Donna DC. Donna DC. So we've got they're gonna they they do an amazing job every time they do any sort of like you know new revamp you know new fifty two or rebirth. Uh, they do introduce us to a lot of old school characters and having a good time with some awesome people and so. I'm just ashamed I forgot I had those. And so, yeah, uh, there I got both of them off of uh, the Ebays for, uh, I think, like 10 or 15 bucks each. Oh, nice. Okay. 10 or 15 bucks each. And, uh, yeah, integral to, to the uh, to the operation, man. Like, uh, to the archives. No. Well, he's got to get the image one now. Oh, man. You know, like, I don't know how they would do that. Because there's... Image is more integral history, and unfortunately, one of the plagues of Image is the Image number one hunters, and Mm -hmm. the number one becomes the one everyone cares about, and then they all disappear and flock away, as opposed to stay for the story. Um, Yeah. And that will be something uh, that you can tell, like Ice Cream Man. Mm-hmm. Ice Cream Man number one is worth a lot of money. Saga, worth a lot of money. You can find five or six new issues. If, if it's not on your pull list and you forgot to tell your local, put it on your pull list, you're you're not going to be SOL. Oh, forgot to tell them. Okay, cool. There it is. Yep. They're going to have some a couple of back issues. Spawn, SOL. Um, Freaking um, most of them drop off huge and if like you find the first one they, they you know you're you're local and uh, we never talked about this before but in terms of like shelf space shelf space is cash money yeah and you're taking a chance on a book and you're putting a book that is taking up shelf space if it doesn't sell you're not ordering more no exactly yep you're not ordering more um, you, you're going to make sure your customers are safe, just like old Uncle Ed, all hell Ed. And uh, the fine folks at Muse will make sure you get them. But most of them you're not going to find. You're not going to find unless they special order it for you. And uh, you're going to be as well. So pay attention when it comes to those books. Um, and then also pay attention to the books that you see a ton of. Yeah, you never know. You end up going back and freaking grabbing five or six issues at once. I remember slept on the Hickman run, and next thing you know, I find out about the that whole little section of chil- the Children of the Vault. Yep, when, uh, was all in the Hickman run, so I had to go back and find the entirety of that, and ended up uh, reading all of those in a weekend. Another just important. To, I got a better idea of what happened in that time period. Another important lesson. Listen to your friend that keeps telling you to read these freaking books. <laughs> was, nah. Yeah, it'll be more fun to hunt him down and pay more money for him, right? Exactly. Hence the hunt. Hence the hunt. Then it's just then it's just your poll list. We're both right. Yeah, no, I'm just no my whole no the whole thing really is just I got tired of uh I ended up talking about this with a uh, guy the other day at a comic shop. Uh, Seriously. Might have been it. Might have been Ed's. Might have been somewhere else. But I just get sick and tired 
of freaking the constant number ones every time a new writer comes in. Oh, yeah. Oh, and 100%. On, on Candy XN burnt me out. That's why I didn't pick up the Hickman run. I just didn't care anymore because it was like the third third freaking new X-Men run in like the last five years. How about, why? how about rather than, I, I, I recant my statement that you should listen to your homie. I recant that statement. You were at least warned. I'll give you that. I'm just, I'm just saying that, that was my reasoning behind it. I, I get, Marvel burns me out with freaking all these constant, revamps of it. Ooh, this is a new number one. You're not okay, wrong. Okay, cool. Whatever. Not wrong. <laughs> Absolutely not wrong. No. It's what, like, the, the, the vault, the, the stories of the vault were creepers. They would just mm. come out of nowhere, and they would interrupt, like, rudely interrupt major storylines. And yeah. it, 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 it harkens to what we always tell everyone, pay attention to not just the number ones, which is precisely your point, and well, one of your points, and also, um, just because you didn't listen to your homie means you didn't miss out. You're burnt out, and you weren't just happy. You just weren't having it. I get it. That's yeah. all. That, you just weren't having it. Like, dude, just give me some freaking space on X Men at the moment, because I've had I, I had plenty of those moments with X Men for a while, and um, but at the same time, though, I think maybe the point should be we're all on point on certain books. Warn your homie. If he says no, no harm, no foul. No, no, definitely. But yeah, I mean, it's just that. And then, like I said, there's a, there's so many X books. It's kind of, you know, it's hard to, you know, freaking read them all. Circumnavigate that. I mean, because you know, like, I'm loving the fact that this uh, Sins of Sinister uh, series is short. It's looking short and sweet. And yeah. they, they are delivering. <laughs> they are, yeah. They are delivering. Uh, yeah, you got what? Since Sinister One, we got three individual series that are each going to be three issues. Yep. We've got one issue to wrap it up at the end, and we're done. Should we give them a taste of the uh, minefields? Uh, I don't know. Secret elixir. I mean, when uh, he came over on Saturday, uh, and in. I showed you all the four books that are out. I'm like, what do you see? Yeah. Well, that's true. We hadn't heard him. But yeah, we're going to, no, we'll save that for later. But. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, that's not a spice they should have. Yeah, but yeah, no, I mean, freaking, let's, uh, let's actually go into Immoral X-Men to start. Please do. Yeah, so this is uh, Sins of Sinister, freaking Immoral X-Men, not Immortal X-Men. Immoral. So we got a, you know, we're 10 years in the future. Freaking Sinister still took over. You know, we've got a last little rebellions of humanity. It's like led by Nick Fury. And they're going to do what they can to take back the world. But as they're freaking, as they're about to head out to uh, attack Sinister, one of them says, do we... Do we leave out the door or the window? And freaking what Nick Fury says, I'm pretty sure it's the window. And they all end up falling out to their deaths <laughs> because of a little psychic manipulation 
by uh, by Professor Xavier himself. Good old Chucky X, man. Like, uh, I was a little confused at this. I'm like, what are they doing? Like, where's the parachutes? And okay, they're dead. Okay, so it reminded me of the, the other guys. Uh, aim for the bushes. Uh, <laughs> aim for the bushes. That was a horrible movie. You have terrible taste in comedy, but that's another here or there. Continue. No, I was right. But, um, but yeah, no, we have a little conversation between Emma Frost and Professor Xavier. And it's it's super interesting to see that while they all have the diamonds on their head and they've got a little bit of sinister in them, they're not entirely following sinister. Like they, it's Charles, Charles has to do what he has to do for his dream, but he shows remorse and having to kill these people off. You know, here we are. We go to the we got the entirety of the uh, the quiet council now, the sinister council, if you will. And a lot of these people are just kind of they don't necessarily want Mister Sinister there. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah, and Sinister's over here. You know, then we see Sinister himself, and he's over here complaining. You know, instead of complaining about stuff that matters, he's like. I took over the world and I still can't even get a good cup of tea. Well, Mr. Essex, go back to London, but he's got what he's got to do here in New York. Yeah. But he ends up going back to uh, one of his many labs, not the lab with the Moira's in it, but uh, he ends up having a conversation with uh, another, uh, a sinister clone. And he's basically just kind of using him as like a, a duck? Just yeah, you know, a duck is how he refers to it. Just kind of throwing it, you know, just basically trying to talk to himself. That way he can sort his way through this problem. We do this all the time. We we throw ideas at the wall all the time until we figure out the solution. But you're, I'm not your clone. You're not mine. But I can imagine this sort of like, you know, discourse. I mean, that, that it's violent. Yeah. But yeah, no, he ends up talking through it, and as soon as he does, freaking, he ends up melting his clone, basically. <laughs> Poor guy. With a button on his wrist. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. And as his clone melts, he's just like, you know, I need to, I need someone I can trust, and I can't even trust myself. And that's literally his whole problem, he says. He ends up sneaking into... Emma Frost room later on and he's going to kill her while she sleeps. And as he's about to plunge the syringe into her neck, he realizes she's in diamond form and turns out not only has she been sleeping in diamond form since this whole event started, but she's also got mastermind freaking chained to her wall, high on amphetamines. That, <laughs> That's way, that way he can, he can not keep, sleep. <laughs> yeah, that way he's not sleeping and keeping, you know, her looking like she's in human form, even though she sleeps in diamond form. Because she knows somebody's going to pull something. And, of course, she assumes it's going to be sinister. But we also kind of we find out the sinister not only can use uh, multiple mutant uh, DNAs in his uh, chimera mutants, he can apparently also use them in weapons ends up pulling out a, a gun and shooting her while she's in diamond form but apparently it is 
Banshee and Cypher's power that he's using on her, and it shatters her arm. I didn't understand this. Like, what part of... I mean, Cypher was, you know, linguistics. Mm-hmm. Like, like, so so are we talking, like, Banshee's power of being able to shatter anything that's unbreakable plus learning the language of what you're trying to break while it's happening? Well, the whole thing is that it's... Uh, it's Banshee's powers are... Uh, sonic and ability, obviously. And Cypher is basically held, Cypher's power is using it to uh, to find the right frequency to shatter Emma. Thank you. The, I, 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 I thought about it for a while. And thank you. That was awesome. Thank you. No problem. But yeah, freaking, we turn around and apparently they've also figured out a way to uh, utilize Wolverine's healing factor in a patch you could apply to yourself topically. It's a freaking nicotine And she ends up, she right then and there, she regrows her entire arm. And Sinister ends up bringing in more Chimera. This one's in the form of the Nasty Boys, a faction he, uh, a group of mutants he utilized starting in X-Factor 75. But all these, uh, the Nasty Boys all have Cyclops' power. But he made the mistake of taking these mutants with, you know, half their DNA as Cyclopses and trying to have them attack Emma Frost, who has been able to manipulate Scott for years. And she quickly turns them against each other and ends up wrapping a chain around Sinister's neck and basically choking him out with it. But uh, before he loses consciousness, he ends up hitting a button and showing Emma what she wants to see as far as him helping her win the war against humanity by showing the next level of of Chimera, which will have up to five mutant abilities in one body. And for those who uh, read Powers of X or Powers of Ten and House of X... They'll recognize this uh, Chimera as Rasputin. Ooh. And this is enough to uh, allow Emma to spare Sinister. Because, you know, while he's it's in progress, they haven't, she, he hasn't completed the work as of yet. Which is basically his ace in the hole. So they end up uh, saving him for now. But as she walks away, she's like, you know, you know, he's like, you know, we're going to keep you around for right now, you know, and she's just like, long may that state continue, you know, Kokoa needs you, long may that state continue, and Sinister's like, for my sake, and she's like, I already told you once, you know, don't say the quiet part out loud, so we've got a defeated Sinister, and Emma's here just standing on top of him, just, you know, basically his superior, even though, you know, he had this brilliant scheme and apparently everyone's still against him. Well, he certainly hasn't complained about his uh, cape getting messed up in a while and the colorist messed up and if you look closely as she's walking away, like there's still, there's fabric in between like that. It's, it should be long shards. 
Um, mm-hmm. little, little bit of a nuanced gripe there, but I had some insight on this. Okay. And I will divulge, but first, I thought maybe, just maybe, when a good enough storyline like this comes along, like Fear State. Okay. I can't think of another story that we were this invested in in quite a while. I mean, like, there's particular books we are both individually invested in. Mm-hmm. Perhaps an epic bet might be in line for uh, how this is going to go. What are you thinking? I'm thinking... I'm thinking we... I'm going to review a few of these. Because I have some good ideas. Uh, especially... Like, oh, back to the uh, the color. Like, look, look, look at the top of the page. It's the shards. Okay. It's the shards. But the colors, yeah. are, the colors are not in between. Right. Yeah. Early, yeah. A little early down. It's, 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 it's all right. I'm saying when a good story like this comes along, because like, I can't remember the last time we were this invested in a story. Since, It'd probably be probably Fear State, since, I think, yeah. Since Fear State, that an epic bet of, you know, pay-per-view proportions, regular rules, I think this would be a lot of fun to do a bet on how this is going to end up because there are two... This is all wild cards. Literally wild cards. Um, no. Literally wild cards. We can talk that. We can talk about how we're going to organize that off camera. I think that might be a good segue into the epic bet of um, AEW on a Friday night. Okay. Uh, but uh, great insight. I didn't realize that was Rasputin. Yeah. So pretty sure we might get a. I know the other one was Cardinal, and there was a third one that was like psychic abilities, if I remember correctly, but I can't remember that one's name at the moment. Yeah, there's like, man, like uh, our conversation Saturday night about Redacted. Um, mm-hmm. Don't want no one knowing our secret formula. But freaking, I think we should do an epic bet on this one. We've got 10 issues left. Uh, I think we got seven. Three. So there should be part two of all three of them, part three okay. of all three of them. And then yeah, the I can't count. Home. I can't count. Yeah, seven. We got seven. We got at least two more months to figure it out. We got two more months to figure it out. I say. Friday night, we set the rules. We should have an amorphic rule because there's going to be a lot of uh, monkey wrenches thrown at us. Yeah. Uh, things that one of us might, may or may not have forgotten, like freaking, like, uh, he's referencing, you know, bringing back Dark Beast or picking his brain for some ideas. But I, I, I either I missed it or I forgot that that's where Dark Beast has was because... I've talked about it a million times. Like, if, I think that's Dark Beast as actual Beast, but freaking here we are. We yeah, I know it's an issue of it. I know it's definitely an issue of it. Uh, 
X Men, X Force, Immortal X Men. No, it's definitely an Immortal X Men because it's in Sinister's lab. Right. But I can't remember the exact issue it's in. Maybe like I think issue six or seven, maybe. I have to look it up though. Technically, on the timeline, we have nine hundred years to figure this out. Yeah. But it's it's good stuff, man. Like it's uh. I, the last time I was this proud to make sure I got every single one was, of course, Fear State. Before that, it was mm-hmm. uh, freaking uh, Siege, and yeah. and then Dark Reign, um, and of course, uh, I wasn't around collecting at the time. I remember uh, being at a homie's house and seeing the the stack of Civil War. And being like, what, uh, what is like, like I didn't know what was going on at the time, but like the six issues he had on his counter was like, those are gorgeous. I don't know what's going on, but like that, those covers are freaking amazing. Like that, yeah, that signifies like some real true blue work, man. But uh, yeah, uh, if you don't mind, uh, let us talk about it off camera. Okay. Maybe we can organize a good bet. I mean, I think I think it might be a fun little uh, thing if uh, we go tete-a-tete when it comes to comics and when it comes to wrestling. That'd be great. That would make it work. But uh, what do you got next, man? Man, I got a romance comic, man, and I'm going to freaking just... I am head over heels, heels for the She-Hulk comic book. Okay. Everyone has been hating on... The She-Hulk show. Um, I am. I was the target audience. I told you this when we were discussing when uh, we didn't do it on camera, but the Matrix uh, Resurrections. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not the right person to ask if it's a good com- uh, a good movie because I was like I wanted a good love story and I love good romance and I love good romance comic books. Man, She-Hulk, who had been targeted. Um, by this renegade group of scientists, this husband and wife, and uh, Jonathan, Jack Hart, Jack of Hearts, saved her. They were trying to extract the gamma to replicate what happened to Jennifer. And things went awry, and uh, the husband, you know, hulked out like full Bruce Hulk out, dummy Hulk, and uh, Jack of Hearts showed up just in time to save Jennifer. <clears throat> Now, he's been gone for quite a while, and he was in a few different Fantastic Four books, uh, disappeared then as well, but he's been crashing at uh, She-Hulk's crash pad. She's been uh, staying at, um, and she has been staying at Hellcat's apartment. Okay. No, not Hellcat, It uh, it was Wasp. Wasp's Wasp, apartment, yeah. but her uh, best friend, Patsy Walker, Miss Hellcat, mm-hmm. comes over. And when the, the little tete-a-tete with the uh, renegade Gamma Steelers ends, the, she thought Jack Hartz was dead, but unfortunately his powers of power absorption reactivated and he can't touch her. Like one of the best things in the past uh, uh, nine issues is that he's been human. He's been eating. And, like, he's enjoying, like, the way clothes feel and he can feel. But it reactivated. He takes off. She goes home. And he's nowhere to be found. She's winning case after case. 
she's she's spiraling, man. Like, uh, I mean, like, you can tell a tale when someone's, like, they're trying to tell a modern tale where she's, like, on dating apps, but in this one, she goes home and she eats some ice cream. She She's still succeeding, but she is depressed beyond belief. Hellcat shows up and she finally divulges, you know, within tears that her and Jagger Hearts, like, he loved her for who she was. All these guys only loved her as Jennifer. These guys only loved her as, as She-Hulk. And he was the only one that yeah. loved her for everything. Like, pure and simple for everything. It didn't matter who she was at the time or what form she had taken on and starts crying. I mean, she she even got a uh, freaking uh, late-night booty text from Thor. And she said, come over. Ah. She says, come over. It's been a couple weeks. Jack shows up. He's in his costume again that holds his power in as best he can. And he apologizes. Listen, I, I was in space, you know, exuding energy for as long as I could to, you know, to not kill any planet or myself. And I loved how it went. He, <clears throat> he didn't lift, he didn't leave her on red or, and I don't even like using that term because it sounds so like common folk, freaking internet speak, but he had to take care of some things, but he showed up the second he could. Yeah. He showed up the second he could, and he, she's like, where were you? And he's like, I was doing this. I had to. I came as fast as I could, and she wants to give him a hug and kiss him, and he's like, whoa, we can't. Like, it's going to be dangerous. Like, we got to figure this out first. <clears throat> but rather than be the irrational person and say, you ghosted me, again, I hate using these terms, uh, or you made me feel like what you made me feel like I was not as good as what, yeah. what where he was. And he explained it away. Like he had he didn't have excuses. He had facts. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference between that. Yeah. And are you hungry? Hungry? Uh, not exactly, but I I could eat possibly because he didn't eat beforehand. When he didn't have his powers, like, he was loving eating. And she goes to the kitchen and starts pulling out some freaking um, uh, pizza rolls. She knows how much he eats. And she's rolling the red carpet. She realizes he wasn't neglecting me. He wasn't... He wasn't in any way being some jerk that was texting other chicks or... um, he did what he had to do, and he came back as fast as he could. And mm-hmm. and what I loved about it was it justified her faith in love, and the the faith in love wasn't showed like oh he's he's coming back. It was her pain. Yeah, it was her pain, man. Like like you know she hooked up with Thor. Why not? That's not her boyfriend. They didn't sign up on nothing, but freaking um, they didn't make it. They didn't make it vulgar. She, mm-hmm. had, she had a moment of weakness. I loved that. It happens. But uh, 
she wasn't slutty or gross, and she just misses him like crazy, and he shows up, and she rolls out the red carpet for him, and um, they're about to just chow down. It, like, it's it's such small human moments. Like, look, this is one of the reasons why I love these romance comics, man. <laughs> like, uh, Gotcha. Uh, but the artwork was pretty good. Of course, the uh, freaking uh, cover is even better. Uh, obviously, you know, I'll never take down my She-Hulk poster. Ever. <laughs> That's one of my favorite possessions. Nice. At all. And, um, but, yeah, way to knock it out of the park, guys. Um, freaking, who are the, uh, we got Rainbow, Rainbow Rowell, writer, Takeshi, mm-hmm. uh, Miyazawa, artist, Rico Renzi, color artist, VCs Joe Karamanga, letterer, and, uh, Jen Partell knocking out these covers. And, um, artwork isn't as good as the cover. It's still great. But it's not like those books where I get so upset when, like, the cover is deceptive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the meat and potatoes inside, the emotions, it's not talking heads. They really, really do their best to show, like, spatial, like, areas and and make you feel like you're there watching it. Like, like you're standing next to Jen when it happens. And that that's one of my favorite parts about all of this. When she comes home, sees the flowers, gets mad, and eats her quick and easy, you know, you know, lonely woman's dinner for one. And, yeah. But she's still nailing it at work. She's not showing up hungover. She's not showing up freaking not 100%. I mean, she's not at 100%, but she performs at 100%. And yeah. I, I'm sorry to read too much into these sort of comics, but, like, I love this book, man. This is one of my favorite books. At uh, I would say it's probably number number five right now, man. Um, oh, awesome! Good. But uh, it's up there. Um, uh, quick, uh, qu- quick shoutouts. Darkwing Duck is freaking awesome, and is and so is Gargoyles. I got all the Gargoyles. Oh, nice. Gargoyles yeah. is awesome. And 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 uh, also Teenage Mutant Turtles uh, meets uh, Power Rangers. IDW is nailing this. Uh, um, IDW is doing the Power Rangers. Uh, all the Disney stuff is dynamite, obviously. But just to put it in perspective, make sure you know make the difference there. Uh, local man uh, off of Image. Uh, I'd say a good number six for this week. Uh, one of those image books that can't really get into because I'm gonna steal the I'm gonna steal the experience from you. Like uh, talking about Stillwater, I've, I've talked about Stillwater for quite a long time, but like I never go into it because I feel like I'm stealing things from people. Um, something's killing the children. Another good one. Uh, Erica has been battling. She's got a uh, she's got a doppelganger out there, and rather than it goes straight into the doppelganger causing some mayhem. They go into the politics of the House of Slaughter. And we finally get to see the face of the dragon. And oh, how, nice. Okay. And how he takes the mask off and how they're manipulating the other houses throughout the world uh, to make sure they look good. Um, Erica's just being the standard BA as she is, but... Um, I mean, it's issue 29. I, I, 
there's never been a bad one. Uh, the the only thing I, I have a problem with is I can read something is killing the children as fast as I can read a crappy issue of Walking Dead, but you, we never have a tweener issue with something is killing children as we did with Walking Dead. But uh, sorry to burn through those so fast, but freaking um, yeah, that the She Hulk. You know, I'm gonna go ahead and say that's my favorite one this week, man. Oh, nice, nice. Okay. It's it's nice to see like adult conversation. Yeah. You know, without the uh I mean they they we gotta get used to these things. You and I are both on um, we're both in our forties, freaking I, I don't wanna say that the uh youth slang that's going on in the streets are not scaring me, it just sounds retarded. Um, but they don't they they're telling a good love story. And I like my stories. Yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> I, like, I, I like my stories, man. Uh, what do you got next, bro? Uh, let's see, I got got uh, Sabretooth and the Exiles number four. Oh, dude, I was hoping you'd do this one, man, because like, I miss this one. Uh, how many? How many out of uh, what? How many out of how many? Uh, this is four, I believe, of five. So yeah, they're uh, you know, Sabretooth and the Exiles. They broke a bunch of uh, mutants out of prison, basically, because they were being uh, used for experimentation. And the end of the last issue, we found a we had we have regular Sabretooth of our world, and we have an emaciated Sabretooth from another dimension. Nice. Who swears he's Victor Creed, and he you know he's he's dead. You know, um, on top of that, we've got Sabretooth is being weakened because Dr. Barrington put something in him that was slowly weakening him bit by bit. But we've got all these um, all these mutants with the exiles on uh, Ling's ship. And Nanny's just losing her mind because she's like, oh, my God, look at all these children. She just wants to basically be a nanny to all of them and uh orphan maker peter is in this new they got him a new uniform because his last one uh he took his mask off and whatever his mutant power is we still don't know exactly what it is but it's super destructive nanny just was uh got the coming out of him yeah but all these new mutants have heard these stories about how horrible a place Krakoa is for those that are not cosmetically pleasing mutants. But uh, at the same time, so we, you know, we've heard that, that story going on and Sabretooth and Necro are taking this other Victor Creed basically to an infirmary to let him die. And Sabretooth is just, you know, explaining to this, you know, almost corpse what's going on with him, that he's getting weaker every day. And he's like, it's everything I've got just to stand, basically. And he's like, somebody did this to me and they're going to pay. But he's like, there's somebody on top above her. And that's, you know, if that's if it's who I think it is, it's going to there's going to be hell to pay. Yeah, we got a. 
And we've got Dr. Barrington and the creation. Dr. Barrington's the one that cut Sabretooth open and put this thing in him. You know, they're flying over this ocean. And there was uh, one of their stations was here, but now it's gone. And they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. And before they can kind of figure out exactly what happens, some kind of hydrokinetic uh, hand comes out of the ocean and grabs the two of them and drags them underwater. So after talking with his doppelganger, Sabretooth comes into the uh, to where the, all the children are, and they end up asking him about Kokoa, and he basically sits down and tells them his version of the truth. Oh no! So, yeah, he, so how, uh, he knows. Yeah, he knows exactly what he's doing. He's you know, this is kind of older school Sabretooth, where he kind of you know he's willing to play the mind games. He's willing to whatever it takes to get what he wants. Best Sabretooth. Yeah, he's basically. I got to tell you. He's like, I'm going to tell you this because you guys need to hear it. And you're not gonna, you're not gonna like it. What's going to be told to you? While at the same time, the rest of the exiles are like, he's going to get these guys, he's going to get these kids killed. And then we turn around and the same hydrokinetic hand is reached out and, and tore Madison Jeffries in two. And then this ship is coming out of the sky. And it's, uh, as it zaps the ship and... Uh, teleport Sabretooth onto it, we find out that this is station number five <laughs> for this organization. And while it's doing that, while it grabs Sabretooth, more of the hydrokinetic hands reach out and they grab the ship and pull it under. Fortunately, the ship's got like a force field around it to keep the oxygen in there. Of course. But they all disappear into the ocean as Sabretooth wakes up in this ship and he hears somebody talking to him and he's just, you know, thinking to himself, let him talk. The more he talks, the more I can heal. And as they're about to turn the page, he's like, I knew this was coming. I knew it would be you. And it turns out it's Sabretooth and Mystique's son, Graydon Creed. Who's Tyler? It's not Tyler, right? No, Tyler was... Tyler was something totally different, right? I think Tyler was Cable's son, if I remember correctly. All right, all right, so I'm getting confused. All right, just making sure. Yeah, but, no, yeah. Graydon, Graydon Creed is this, is this cat. He's a he's Mystique, and he's Sabretooth's son. He but was, he is, he's he, completely human, and he's a mutant hater. He was horror show in Age of Apocalypse, right? No, I think you're thinking of Holocaust. That's Apocalypse's son. No, Graydon Creed is a straight out. He's he's a human, and he hates mutants because his father abandoned him at birth, and his mother put him up for adoption because she didn't want to deal with him. And he uh, he debuted, I think, Uncanny X Men two ninety nine. Let me look it up. And I think he was a really he was kind of big in the the X Men cartoon because he was. Um, he was a big member in the uh, the Friends of Humanity faction. Upstarts and purifiers. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's 
I remember his card. Uh, brought to you with yeah. Celine. Uh, he was horror show in Age of Apocalypse. Hunt for Wolverine. I didn't. I don't even remember who horror show was. Oh, he was a freaking side character. It was something little. Um, purify. Oh, purifiers. But yeah, apparently he's going from uh, universe to universe, dimension to dimension, killing Sabretooths in each and every one. Can't blame him. <laughs> but yeah, the final page is him standing in front of uh, the mounted heads of both male and female Sabretooths from across the multiverse. Wearing a freaking Sabretooth muscle suit a la... Uh, what was his name in Silence of the Lambs? What's his name? Outback Jack. Outback Jack. Buffalo Bob. Ah, yes, yes, he, yes. He's wearing a meat suit, but it looks like mm-hmm. it works. Look at the connections on it. No. He ain't getting. Yeah, that's where issue four ends. He ain't getting our saber tooth. <laughs> Uh, he he ain't getting our saber tooth man. Freaking Sky has retribution in a very painful way coming to him, written all over this meat suit. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm looking at the uh, checklist at the end here. We're finally wrapping up every little bit of uh, X books that aren't part of uh, Sins of Sinister. Uh, I didn't know there was a Betsy Braddock Captain Britain, but I wouldn't have read that anyway. Deadpool 4, wouldn't have read that no way. Um, I want our Hellions back, man. (laughs) I want our Hellions back. Freaking, that was... This is basically as close as we're going to get right now. Shoot. Yeah. We got got these two here. We got Nanny and Orphanmaker here. We got freaking Havoc rolling around in X-Men. At least until... I think I, he might have quit the team with uh, the end of Dark Web. You're not wrong. But, uh, and we've got Sinister and Sense of Sinister. All I got left is Detective Man. Yeah. Is that 1065? Uh, 1069. 1069. Nice. Uh, Freaking. The only thing. I, the only point. I. Uh, we talked about it off camera a little bit. Freaking tweener issue. I mean, I get it. Um, you got to have a tweener issue every now and then because there's got to be some exposition. Uh, and you can't just have knockdown dragouts. I mean, the artwork in this was fantastic. Um, I got to say, obviously, immediately enamored because how much I love Ten-Eyed Man. Uh, the hallucinations that we could see inside of uh, Ten-Eyed Man's eyes. I mean, like, uh, look how many eyes are in each one, man. There's in this one splash page. No, oh, I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't really call it a splash page because it's too many things. I mean, but, like, splash page is usually, like, you know, someone jumping out of a helicopter and you see the whole thing in two pages. But you got one, yeah. two, three, four, five specific guys here. And insights on Man-Bat, on... The disturbed, listless child. Um, with we got, I mean, like this one, like this one frame here, 
We got Two Face, Mr. Freeze, Catwoman, Solomon Grundy holsting up the bat, and freaking Ten Eyed Man stopping Two Face from offing him and Bruce. And we've got. Uh, would you say this is Harvey in charge? I mean, like, uh, this one, this one kind of confused me. I mean, like, because Harvey seems in charge because we see the, the red panels of, like, Two-Face, the other side, talking to him inside his head, threatening to make a choice, but doesn't even pull the coin out. And the bat makes yeah. a miraculous escape. And we see, like, what... Like, this is one thing that bothered me. Like, what, another underground world under the tunnels, under what the Corrales is doing. Like, I, I, I didn't... Mm-hmm. Like, okay, there's another layer. Okay, um... Who's writing this one more time? Just to make sure, just double check. Freaking... This is, uh... This is, uh, Gotham Nocturne, Act 1, Grand Design, Part 4. Rom the fifth, or Rom, it's gotta be Rom the fifth, but he's not doing a bad job. I, I like it. I was just like, I immediately suspected freaking um, <sighs> gentleman writing Daredevil at the moment right now. The Dusky? Yeah. The Darsky? The Darsky trying to keep up with Tinian. Uh, new Tinian book coming out soon. Uh, but I love, like, my favorite part here is uh, Gordon obviously saving Bruce. The unspoken thing that he knows it's Bruce, but, you know, he's having a drink outside the wall and, like, you're, you already made your, disappoint, your disappearance. But, uh, freaking, they're making Gotham into more of a character, which I love. This, yeah. time, this time, Gotham is working with Bruce. And we see all these people enslaved in the sub subs. Is it a sub subterranean pan like group of tunnels, uh, or is or just sub 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 like? Uh, but we got, uh, we got what is her? She's got a glorious name. We've got. Looking at these panels here. Oh, Cheshire? Yeah. Exactly. Making an awesome escape. And these mm-hmm. guards making the even worse mistake going in the wrong tunnel. And yeah. Minefields was born on a Monday. I mean, you get the point. <laughs> that's a little bit. We got the return of a character from, uh, from Arkham, Sol- Solomon Grundy. And uh, Task Force Z, right? He was in Task Force Z as well, I believe, yes. Yeah, he's, he cannot use Solomon Grundy. Like, it's just a good idea. Oh. Those guys are going to die. <laughs> Those guys are going to die. Uh, I skimmed the the B story here, man. I just... I, I think they told enough. I've had enough of Mr. Freeze after uh, one bad day. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a good enough story to put Mr. Freeze on the uh, freaking shelf for at least two years. Um, but that's what I got, man. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I didn't... Any, anything to wrap that up before we uh, wind down? 
Nah, man, I think it was good. It was, you know, it was good. It was overall. It was all right. Freaking Batman was, you know, bad. I'm interested to see where they're going to go with it once we really get kind of more into these new, the Orgums. Right. Yeah, we got this old, this, this family that's apparently older than the Waynes from Gotham, and we'll see how this plays out. We'll see what really makes these new characters tick. I gotta say, man, like it's, I wouldn't trust my own personal opinion about Batman books after Fear State, after we've been spoiled for so long. I mean, that was, that was, that was intense, man. Like every, like, like I'd call you in my, in my car, from my car reading like, you know, random ones and you're like, I just finished it. Like, yeah, like we, we were, we were on that, man, but, um. Not that too much excitement on this one, but like again, uh, they they might be just as exciting. But uh, after that amount of just nonstop Tinian awesomeness, it's still still kind of miss it. I still think Tinian's just uh, set the bar. But uh, uh, as we wind down, did you? Uh, uh, when are you guys planning to go see Ant Man? No, uh, man. No, we are able to. Hopefully, this weekend to see what uh, if time you know allows for it. Yeah, I was hoping to. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I like to like to get in there and see what's going on with it. You know, we'll see it before uh, Shazam comes out next month. Theory yeah. of the Gods. Mandalorian came out today. We'll see how that goes. I'm, I want to wait until like at least three or four issue or episodes are out before I get into that because I can't deal with like. 45 minutes or 30 minutes of and then just stop like you can't spoil mm-hmm. us like that but I, that's all you got man freaking we've got New Era coming up March 11th tickets still available New Era Wrestling New Era Pro Wrestling dot com uh, be there or be square exactly man pay for pay for the whole seat but you'll only need the edge oh, if you miss this you got to better be dead or in jail and if you're in jail break out exactly <laughs> yeah i know we got a new venue we got some uh got some big things happening freaking it's gonna be a good time definitely if you're in denver metro area come check us out and you get purchase tickets day of the event or you get them on eventbrite don't forget you always get your designer ticket um i'll have those you guys tomorrow by the way um <laughs> but uh it's your turn, man. All right. This is Minefields. This is dangerous. This transmission is over. By the t-shirts. See you next week. <laughs>